Welcome to another episode of the Property Nomads podcast, Macroeconomics 101. Is it time to look at something else rather than property? This might turn out to be a bit of a rant. I don't know yet. We're just going to go with the flow and see how it goes. Property's been bubbling away, in my opinion. These are completely my opinions. Property's been bubbling away for a little bit. Um, the government alleviated stamp duty uh, for a little while or for first-time buyers, etc., up to £500,000 properties. And that has absolutely stimulated the market. It, but it's also stimulated a market that probably didn't need stimulating in the first place. And there's going to be quite a few ramifications from that. And further on down the line, uh, that's going to create, in my opinion, catastrophic consequences, uh, not just for the housing market, but for the economy in general. And this is looking at behind the scenes. It's looking at behind the scenes at uh, what's going on. It's a snapshot that we have in time. There's a lot of scary things going on out there at the moment. It, you read a lot of stories online about people that are struggling to buy houses because there's so much demand chasing such little stock which is fine however the main reason for that is this this stimulation or, or the eradication of the stamp duty a temporary measure i should add for people listening to this years down the line it's a temporary measure at the time of recording all this pent-up demand from lockdowns all this pent-up demand from you know, people just being frustrated or people being able to save more, as some people have been able to uh, in the last couple of years due to economic circumstances. Government come along and go, actually, oh, um, you know, we need to you know, get things rolling again economically. How can we do that? Yes, they're working on different things in the background, but it just seems that we're, as with most governments, not just the UK government, they look at housing and go, uh, do you know what? That's probably a quick win here. And that's... Uh, possibly a quick vote winner as well. So they made some changes to stamp duty regulation and legislation. Fine. So people that have been saving up over lockdown have literally gone, woohoo, and gone and out and absolutely flooded the market. You know, you're hearing stories of bidding wars, you're hearing stories of properties going for sale within a week, some aren't even making it to market. It's rare to hear a story of a property being sold at discount because, you know, as investors, we like a little bit of discount here and there or a good way to add value, to say the least. But the sourcing agents that I know, some are doing all right. Some are focusing on different things. But it's yeah, a couple, you know, you see the newsletters, you're speaking to them and they say, Rob, there's not a lot out there at the moment because they're dealing with the challenges of first time buyers and of such competitive market. If you go in, you got a property on the market for £100,000 and you go in and offer, you know, 80000 because it needs a bit of work. But a first-time buyer comes along, don't have to pay stamp duty on it and offers full market value, £100,000. <laughs> you know, that offer is going to be accepted. So it's a bit challenging out there at the moment. But the key thing on that is that, and I said this last year, that it's bubbling away. It is bubbling and bubbling and bubbling and bubbling and bubbling away. The government didn't need to come in and, and stimulate a market that probably doesn't need stimulating because it's very easy time and time again that a slight bit of stimulation gets everything out of control. And you can put any innuendo or euphemism you want on that sentence. I just realised what I said. It, it, it's going to lead it out of control. Now, if 
prices are spiraling and they're going up and up and up and up and up and the competition out there is getting tougher and tougher. You're getting bidding wars, you're getting, you know, people pay you know, over the market valuation for it or, or what the agent have put it on the market for. And you kind of think, oh, that, this is great, this is awesome. Well, hang on a minute. Let's detach ourselves, take a step back, chill for a second. How's that being propped up? Because if you are in a process where all these prices are increasing, how's that being topped up? How's that being propped up? Where are the mortgages coming from? Oh, they're coming from the banks. Now, if these valuations are a little bit out of control, that's not a good position for the banks to be in because the government are probably putting pressure on them to, you know, within reason, prop everything up by taking on these mortgages or, or creating new mortgages for the current value of the prices, the house prices at the time. That's scary. Now we can get a whole, whole doom and gloom on that if you really want, but these are things to think about. That is not sustainable. That really is not sustainable. There always has to be this, this balance. And if you're going through the good times, you're going through a bull market, you're going through this, there, there is always, without a shadow of a doubt, a correction. Nay, there might be more than one correction. And this is the thing that I think is going to happen at some point. I, I did say last year that it would be this year. I mean, we're at the time of recording, we're in May. Mm. Doubt it will happen this year, maybe the next couple of years. But there is a quite a big correction coming whether we like it or not. And that could affect quite a few people. Because if a correction comes, prices will more than likely, depending on the level of inflation at the time, that's a completely different story as well, things could crash, quite easily crash. And if you're trying to refinance at a time when you know, there's a big, big ass bear market going on, you might have a problem. Two rules as investors. Number one, you make your money when you buy. Number two, never overpay for property. So we've got to stop getting up, up and involved into this hype because looking forward, it's quite scary what's going to happen. Now, I've said before on this podcast, don't let that fear hold you back as such. And I think that is important. I don't want to sound like I'm being overly hypocritical. I've taken a step back and I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm a bit concerned. Don't get me wrong. It's not like we're not looking at stuff at the moment, looking at various blocks of flats and bits of bobs at present to add to the portfolio because there's always going to be deals out there. It's not a case of, oh, there's inflation. Oh, everyone's buying stuff. There's always opportunities. There's always deals. There's always new strategies coming around as well. But macroeconomics 101, is it time to look at something else rather than property? Possibly. It, most people listen to this, you're going to have some form of diversification somewhere, or I, I hope that you do. Whether that's metals, whether that's, you might have crypto, you might have um, other asset classes, uh, you might have different asset classes within property itself. You might have some commercial, uh, you might have some land, you know, bits and bobs like that. If you're a little bit naive and, you know, the only thing that you've got in your life is your property portfolio and you're relatively highly geared and bits and pieces like that. Now, I'm not an IFA uh, at all. So again, don't constitute this as advice. Please go and speak to the relevant professional. I think you should have a little bit of diversification somewhere. And that's going to depend on you. That's going to depend on how you want to uh, run your life. Diversification, you might want to look at some different property strategies. Some people do that. You might want to look at 
uh, the general macro macroeconomics, uh, how can you hedge yourself against the mass inflation that is going to come at some point? A couple of friends do a lot of things in metals. Uh, you know, my, myself as well, I do, do a little bit every now and then because I look at this and want to hedge myself against the, the implosion that's coming further on down the line. If you listen to this and you're going, well, Rob, that's a bit negative. Why is there such an implosion? Look at the amount of currency that's been printed, not just by the UK government, but mainly the US. Modern monetary theory, governments are trying to inflate their way out of the massive debt that's been created as a result of, of COVID and other factors. I probably sound like everyone else. I'm just blaming COVID for everything. That's not necessarily the case. But that certainly had a massive effect on, on the world economy. But people think that they can just inflate their way or print their way out of debt. Time and time again on the history of currency, money, however you want to call it, that does not work. It simply does not work. At some point, the house of cards will come falling down. It's just a case of can you see it? And if you can't see it, fine. Do you want to learn about it? Are you going to learn about it? And the scary thing is, and I've maintained this for a little while, that people, most people, either don't care or they're not concerned by it. Because as they stand, as you listen to this and as I record this, you might go about your day-to-day -day life going, do you know what, this is rosy. I'm having a great time. The portfolio's in a good place. So, you know, I've got this, I've got that. But if you've got no backup and you've got no strategy B, that could be a bit dangerous. If, if plan A fails and you've got no plan B, that's not good. That really is not good. So a part of me, I'm a little bit concerned by what's going on in the market at the moment. It's the same thing that's happened before. History, I think it's Mark Twain, somewhere along these lines, history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. And it rhymes for a good reason. Look at all the things that have happened before. These things are creeping in again. We've got prices of uh, you know timber going up by quite a lot. I think I read somewhere in the US it had gone up by 362% in a year or somewhere along those lines. Crazy numbers. Utilities, commodities, Everything's slowly creeping up. Governments are creating inflation, whether they like it or not. We're lucky we haven't had hyperinflation yet because the amount of currency they're printing, because they're trying to erode their way out of the debt that's happened or is happening. And it's scary. Well, there will be more taxes. There will be more things that, that come our way that get thrown in our face because everyone's after cash and you cannot consistently print your way out of it. You, there will be massive economic consequences for trying to do this it's no bueno it's not good at all so do, do be careful of that and i know this sounds a bit doom and gloom but want to dab a bit of reality on it yeah, most people out there uh, you know pots of gold leprechauns rainbows and this is property this is the world we're having a great time blah 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 it will come crashing down at some point and you've got to have that realization enjoy the good times when you can enjoy the good times but also prepare for when it's not going to be so good please please go and do that please go and prepare anyway a bit of doom aside let's go back to the fundamentals what will happen in this country in the course of our lifetimes is supply will never be as high as demand if that ever happens or that ever changes fair play but supply will not be as high as demand now if supply is not as high as demand, then that's gonna push up prices naturally. Property 
it's also one of those markets, and this is down to various bits of planning and so forth, that it's not easy to, say, stimulate the supply either. So, i.e., if you need, I don't know, a million new houses a year, it doesn't really matter what government's in charge. The odds of them getting a million houses a year, very difficult. Because you've got the labour force, materials, planning in most cases. <laughs> Anyone that's gone through planning knows that that can take a lot of time sometimes. So it's not easy to stimulate the supply of it either. Therefore, demand in our lifetimes is more than likely going to be much higher than supply. Now, that will just push up the prices naturally anyway. Add to that inflation, that will push up prices as well. That's just the natural order of things. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen year on year because when there are market corrections, you'll find that it, you know, it will come down and correct itself. But point being, in our lifetimes, demand for housing in this country will always be higher than supply. Housing is not something that needs stimulating because people, and with the fascination in this country, people are always going to want a place to live. People are always going to want to, you know, uh, buy a home uh, for themselves. That's that's always going to be the case. That's ingrained into our culture here in, in England. You know, an Englishman's home is his castle. Apologies if that's not PC by saying him and blah, 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 blah. That's how it is. Is that ever going to change? Unlikely. Very, very unlikely. That's just the basic macroeconomics of it. Go back to what I said at the start. It's okay looking at these stories and, and seeing that people are going into bidding wars and this is going on and, you know, oh, it's difficult to get a house at the moment because everyone's bit, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, it makes for an in interesting reading, but you've got to look at the other side and go, if, if price is going up that much, who's backing this? And if the banks are backing it by creating more money by issuing new mortgages because the house prices have gone up quite significantly. There is a challenge in that. Because if the government is putting pressure on them, the banks, to do that, that house of cards will fall down at some point. So is it time to look at something else rather than property? You can be the judge of that. Don't let me be the judge of that. We are all independent people here. If you don't look at something else rather than property, look at how you can possibly diversify within property. There are always things that you can do as well. It depends how skeptical and how down the rabbit hole uh, you want to go on this. Probably didn't do much on macroeconomics there. It's probably a bit ranty and probably a little bit doom and gloom, but I don't think that this stuff's getting taught enough in the property sphere because uh, people seem to go in blind sometimes, uh, which is scary. And, you know, you get sold the courses, you get sold this, and you get sold that, and yeah, hold hands up. You know, we do some training one on one as well. But you have to have a dose of realism to it. You have to have a dose of realism to it as as well. I'm a bit skeptical. I've gone a bit old school uh, in my times, but that's who I am, and I'm proud of that. And that's uh, that's how it is. Anyway, ran over or whatever the hell that episode was. Hopefully, you got some use out of that. Key point would be. Macroeconomics 101, demand in this country for housing is probably in our lifetime, or certainly in our lifetime, going to be higher than supply. That will push prices up naturally. The odds of correcting the supply are going to be minimal because of the way that planning works and you know, ch changing of supply of properties is quite challenging at the best of times. 
modern monetary theory, governments trying to inflate their way out of, of a lot of debt, that's going to push prices up. I believe everything's bubbling away in the housing market, especially watch this space. Go and watch some stuff on YouTube. Uh, go and speak to your IFA, have a chat with them. Um, you know, if you're a bit concerned, a bit skeptical on this, have a have a think about how you want to protect yourself from that. Most people will say uh, forms of metals. Uh, go and listen to the uh, the mine or dig deep the mining podcast with Rob Tyson. He's got some fantastic people on there, including one of my favourites, Rick Rule, who is a fantastic guy as well. So go and check that out. Do what works for you. Uh, that being said, as usual, connect with us on the social medias, on our social media platforms. If it's something you want to hear on the podcast, rob at tpmpodcast.com. Feel free to email me. And as usual, uh, do go check out the books as well. Buy to let how to get started. It's on Amazon and Audible. Also, 101 Top Property Tips is on Amazon as well. Until next time, Afida Singh.